You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And we're live. We're not really live. <laughs> we're all alive. We're live. We made it through the weekend. We're live for somebody. I, I did TikTok live for a while on these things, and I just don't care enough. Like, I, I built yeah. up a little bit of a following on TikTok, and I see guys like Eric Clark crushing it, and I'm just like, I just can't do it, man. It's it's so, so much to keep up with. It's so much work, more so than any platform I have ever seen. TikTok is insane. Like, I'm not creating three videos, three to five videos a day, doing a story, doing lives. It's nuts. Keeping just, up with the trends, trying to do all the... Oh, I'm not doing trends. I'm but not imagine getting, that layer. Like, these yeah. people that do it for a living, it's yeah. crazy. I'm not I'm not getting on there and dancing and doing all the... I was waiting for it. I'm not <laughs> doing oh, it. Dude, <laughs> When's Brad going to pick up on this I'm trend? not. I'm not. So, if you follow me on TikTok, you're just getting mostly garbage that I just randomly throw out. So, uh, I heard heard you guys did some fishing. I almost did fishing yesterday. Does that count? Not compared to what we did. No, I saw the pictures. <laughs> I saw a nice uh, live view photo of Braden dropping a big wally. Y'all oh, had wally. a couple trophies. From yeah, the, pictures. the the one Braden had looked pretty nice to me. Braden definitely cleaned up. He had a huge catfish. I How, did you get a cat too? Yeah, I've got a good it. video of that. By the way, I need to show mm-hmm. you. Yeah. How big was it? I don't know. Uh, well, at least like uh, give me a fish tail. A fish tail. I mean. It was probably like that. It's good size catfish. His head was literally was like big. that. When I was channel, I, uh, yes, channel, right? Wasn't it blue? No, actually, the channels don't get that big, do they? I mean, which one? I, I'm not a catfish. I'm not. Yeah. I I think the channels stay in that like 15 pound range and down, and the blues are the ones that get real big. I'm gonna blues pull up big. this trophy and there's like bullheads. We all took. Oh, the catfish isn't in that, that one. Picture. Phil's got too. That was the one the guide caught. Okay. So he's got the picture of the catfish, but yeah, man, it was like some deep sea action because we're rigged up to catch like a big walleye and then hooking into that catfish. Like it was pulling so much drag. I literally had the thing like on my, the rod on my stomach and I was like, isn't it crazy how much they can pull, man? I mean, and it's like, I'm. I, they, we saw color, and then it just freaking took yeah, off down they, to the bottom again. It was nuts. I swear, dude, they run like salmon. I mean, they run like a big salmon. When they get to the top, they'll just – there goes yeah. your line all yeah. out again. It was like – yeah, it, and like you were talking about the stingray when it got off. You were kind of yeah. like, whew. I was yeah. kind of – dude, I don't know how much longer, but <laughs> thankfully I had Derek to my right being like, you better get that thing off here. You I mean, it had to be so. 25 pounds if it was that big. 
I don't know. It was. I, I really have no. It was no probably gauge. twenty twenty five pounds. Did yeah. it roll on you? We well, saw that picture of mine. Around. We weighed mine that I had, and it was like a big catfish. It was ten. Sounds like oh, yours yeah. was double that size it was with huge. a big head like that. Huge. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. I was glad we caught it and got to keep it. So, uh, David, I think it was David. No, I can never say David. Nowakowski. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm sorry, David. Um, but he, I think I was talking to him about this because every time I go walleye fishing with Mike, we catch catfish. Yeah. And he was saying that that's pretty common. Like they both hit the same type of bait, same depth, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like I happen to be the, like I caught the biggest walleye and the biggest catfish. And I literally was only doing exactly what the guy told us to do. Like, yeah. just were you guys very diligently using different, what were you fishing no. with? Uh, night crawlers. Really? So, so that's was, what we did last time I went. Okay. We had like uh, five beads like stacked up. There was like four green yep. ones, one red one, and then you had like what was it a half ounce uh, weight weight on there? Yeah. It was heavy, like an egg weight. Yeah, yep. and it had one red bead underneath, uh, and then a leader. Was uh, that to then, make noise? Did y'all ask about the beads? What yeah, and then there was also a, a blade um, okay. on there too. Like a flutter. Yep. Um, and he was like, they're pretty much just striking for the blade, and then you've got the worm on there because you're literally. His instruction was to throw it out, let it sink literally until you feel it hit the bottom. Not like roughly, like hit the bottom. And you it's very clear when it hits the bottom. And then it starts to swing and you start to reel. And the goal is just to keep it just above the bottom. And, man, it was freaking So like, you're not trolling or anything. You're just kind no, of drifting. No, no trolling. We were just out there. We all got to cast. I mean, we, it was fun because we, we were like, we all got to – we were baiting our own hooks. I mean, we didn't feel like we were fishing with our dad. I feel like some charters you go out there and they're like baiting everything for you. And they're untangling all your stuff. And like he would come around and be like, you need help. You need this. You need that. Uh, but like we were fishing. Uh, yeah. He, he would, he would, with the walleye especially, insist on netting and bringing it in the boat. I That's think right. mostly for liability. Yeah. You know, just in case it nipped at one of us. Uh, but other than that, if he could tell just by the way the rod was bending, what sort of fish was on the line. You're fishing braided line? So it was yeah. braided line so and then a fluoro leader. One risk that I'd never thought about, we were when we were fishing in South Carolina, This my sister caught that big shark. And the the first time they got it up, he lost it because it, um, it got wrapped around his finger, though. The braided line did. And he, he realized what was about to happen. And then, I, meanwhile, I was on the other side of the boat uh, fighting that big stingray I talked about, or whatever it was, the one I lost. And he, he sees the fish getting loose, and he just hoped and, like, threw his hand, hoping that the line would come off. And it slid off, but he's like, dude, you that's it. guaranteed losing a finger. Yeah. So I bet the that's probably as much it as anything, is trying to hold braided line with a fish that can fight like that. Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of everything. I'd say that was the the biggest disconnect between us being an amateur and him being a professional is he'd be like, oh, it's a walleye, scoop, unhook in in yeah, the cooler. And we'd be like, uh, we wanted a pitcher. That's yeah. like a big deal for us. And he's just like harvesting and stuff. That's part of the reason why we don't know about the uh, catfish size yeah. was it was in the cooler immediately. Yeah. That's how you know you have a guy that's like strictly business, though. I've had guys where they're kind of like taking their time. And like the, the guys that are – Every yeah. every second counts. The, I had two guys up in Alaska when we went, and the first one was um, preaching that, but also like people were just kind of weren't going. But the other guy was just he's like the more up and downs you get, the more odds. So he knows that well, he doesn't want to waste time on photos. Have no. either of you fished like that before? Never. That's my first charter ever. Did you like it? Because this is where Jacob and I go back and forth. Well, that's I think I liked it because so Derek said this it was like 
I liked it because I got to fish and I didn't want him like baiting my hook. Like I would have felt weird about that. Like, but it wasn't like throw out and sit there and just like wait till something bites it. Like I was kind of envisioning or something like there was a strategy on like how you're reeling it in. And like, it was, it was really like fishing. So I loved it because I felt like I was on my buddy's boat who knew where the fish were and knew how to get us there. So it was like being with Jacob and him being like, this is the rig you're going to use. This is the technique to bring it in. And we're targeting fish you've never gone after before. And I have a bunch. So this is how to do it. See, a lot of that though, it comes back to the rigging. Like you were talking about baiting your own hook. I mean, which it's worms. It's not like it was complicated. Um, but a lot of that though, like the Alaska guide, I don't, he was doing tornado rigging and like it, he was just so fast. And again, it was like a time game, you know, the more ups and downs you get. Right. So I didn't even care. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't insulting to me cause That's a good to, point. to like have him put it on there because it meant point. that I got to get more bang out of my buck out of the trip. I mean, I get where you're coming from and I agree yeah. like to a point, like I don't like being handheld to yeah, a I point. don't want to be baby. Like I know yeah. how to Texas rig a worm. Right. So like, yeah. and that, he did show us like, yeah, this is how you do it. And I did. I want, and I guarantee there's charters. He takes out that he does everything for <laughs> he, them. He does. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Derek was, and I were talking about how it's nice that he wasn't just because he's a professional trying to do some fancy, right. you know, over the top method. That's yeah. really, you know, um, only the pros do it this way with this fancy rig. It's like, this is a simple rig. And, and what's nice about it is, you know, there's some charters I'm sure you would do where you're paying for something that you would not be able to do yourself. And we're definitely going back and doing another charter next year. But we have learned the skill set where if Derek was like, hey, I'm going to take my uh, boat up, you know, this weekend. The other thing that was really weird about last weekend was everyone who'd been on Lake Erie before said it was the calmest they've ever seen it yeah You're lucky paul you well up. it's it's bad because you got walleye chop which is something i learned about you want like two foot waves oh really um and that's ideal and so it was funny when i caught that big one uh cole was literally our guide cole was literally saying and he's on go wild by the way cole Joined all that. yeah Did you that he posted at 210 inch deer. oh i didn't see that um it was just a little, baby, just a little baby just deer. a baby deer yeah he yeah. we were just casually talking to him about deer seat like everyone was talking about you know on the ride out there about their deer stuff he's like oh this is this is what i got in like 2020 oh, oh yeah my. <laughs> look at that so we go dude if you would post on go wild you would get so much interaction mother of god he posted he got it scored uh, he posted everything like it's it's very legit. Yeah, I did see that yeah. one. I didn't notice it was the same guy. Yeah, eighty six. Eighty six. Is that a votes. drop on the front of that? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Dude, Cole free. Johnson, look him up on Go. Yeah, he's cool. Connect uh-huh. with him. So right. Hire him to do some fishing. We'll, you, we'll show that on the pot. Or well, I guess we won't anymore. Well, kind no, of we'll, do a clip. we'll have a we can oh, do yeah. a clip do and a do clip. it. Show that. Show that trophy. You alluded to Lake Erie. Why don't you walk us back? Like, where'd y'all go? What was the point of this trip? What was the GPS coordinate? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that was a big part of it. With two was the electronics. I'll let you kind of give the rundown of the charter and all that. So we didn't book it. O two podcast. <clears throat> yeah. Shout out to Paul and Andrew for being yeah. awesome and giving Paul us and the Andrew invite. invited us. O two podcast. They're on Go Wild. Find them, link them in. Download their podcast. Uh, I think they did an interview with the guy that owns yeah. the charter and he's got six boats and, uh, they are usually booked up every weekend and they go out kind of together and they're radioing with each other. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll see someone on oh, cool. something on the fish finder and we'll stop and another boat will come by and be like, how you doing? And we'll be mostly honest with them. And then they'll <laughs> go up to another spot and radio back and be like, Oh, we're getting some action over here and whatnot. 
Uh, it seemed like where we ended up most of the time was a pretty well-known area for walleye because there was a lot of other boats, a lot of Amish people doing yeah. it, so probably not using a fish finder, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> or not telling their buddies. <laughs> or not telling their buddies. Uh, fish finder's cloaked under some canvas. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, so we were Port Clinton, which is like the very southern end of lake erie which is only five hour drive from louisville so it wasn't it wasn't bad it wasn't as um you know me i've never fished the great lakes i thought it would be like way north frozen tundra it was very accessible yeah uh nice so we were actually fishing right around cedar point amusement park yeah so if anyone's been to cedar Cedar point it's right on lake erie and we were fishing uh all around that area learned they have a dock you can take your boat to it's a little past season according to him yeah for walleye? The, the, for walleye. Yeah, I was just wondering, because this is pretty much peak water temp up there. Otherwise, it's cold. I mean, yeah. it, we we go to Michigan, and, you know, at the beach, it, it'll be, like, in the 40s and 50s in July. Yeah, yeah he, <laughs> well, we he was peak. actually saying June, July was the peak time. Yeah. So, but Pro- probably so right as the waters are kind of cresting into that top end. Yeah. Was, was there a lot of boats out? Yeah. I mean... From what I could tell, I don't know. Like you don't know what it was in. Peak. Yeah, I mean, if it was, if it was, you know, um, Taylorsville Lake or something, you'd be like, oh, this is the busiest I've ever seen yeah. it. I mean, some areas where we were fishing, there was probably, you know, thirty, forty boats within a half mile of us. So. See, that just tells so, you there's a lot of fish. I mean, if it's that that yeah, many people and y'all were catching them like that, yeah, it's called the Western Basin. So, like, if you are googling, which I was before, you know, researching, trying to like learn as much as I could about them, and, like, it's, if you look up walleye fishing or trophy walleye fishing, it's the western basin of Lake Erie. Like, that's where you go, and and when you fish, I mean, we miss the peak, but, I mean, I caught a 27-inch. Good, yeah. What was the weight on that one? Did, did so you So he said, he said it was, like, probably six, six and a half. Um, so I just. And, and Braden did the best. I didn't catch any that were keepable. Uh, I I like to say I caught the most fish, but towards the end it was. I mean, people were were pulling Just in a lot of perch. Yeah, a lot uh, of white, oh, did per- you guys white perch. Keep some perch? No, you couldn't keep them. Well, I don't know if we the, could or not. They're we saying that didn't. the white perch aren't good eaten. Dude, guys always say this stuff though. And we caught a lot of Guy, sheep's head. I guys get a, spoiled. They'll be like, "Oh, that's not a good eating fish." But you're like, "Really?" And then well, we did stop at a restaurant on the way out and got the most expensive fish sandwich yeah. I've ever gotten. Yeah, only four dollars for a yellow perch. They had a yellow perch sandwich and a walleye sandwich, perch and, it, way and it was Lake Erie yellow perch. And it was twenty four dollars. It was good? literally like a fried piece. It was good. It wasn't twenty four dollars good. <laughs> it was just well, a piece of perch, Dan. tartar sauce of piece of lettuce a slice of tomato there's some places we go to that's got really good i mean that's like a thing jolly rogers was their first place they were going to take us to and the line was literally around the building and we were like we have a five-hour drive and a little context here me and i had a wedding friday night and was there until like 8 30 or so met phil around 9 15 or so and drove up we got to um port clinton ish around 245 Laid down about three fifteen. Woke up at four thirty. <laughs> See, this is why I didn't think you went because Dan never mentioned you in logistics. So I just assumed that it was just him and Derek. Yeah, because yeah, he was driving up separate. Me and Phil. Yeah, yeah. Phil came. Did that boat rock you to sleep at all? You were no, dude, How was I was the ride so back? excited. Like I was, I was jacked. Like it was not a an issue. The ride back. Um, me and Phil were struggling a little bit, <laughs> but we got to talking about uh, the. 
like whether um, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and whoever like have the right to censor because they're private business and stuff. And everybody knows I can just run on that. And by the end of the car ride, at the end of the car ride, Phil goes, Hey, I just want to say, congratulations. You're the first person to ever change my mind on something like that. And I was like, Oh, Oh, all right. Yeah. When we came back from, I think hatchery, I just couldn't stay awake. Jacob's got a picture of me. And I was out cold there was on the way back i was literally like talking to phil and felt myself like go to sleep wake up and like hear the end of what he was saying so i pound like a a focus like energy drink i used to be able to power through that i would do like 14 hour drives and now i just can't do it anymore yeah it was rough after our overpriced fried seafood yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) at the initial like (laughs) i could have gone up a day early to do that (laughs) uh uh but once i got past that Derek and I were jamming windows down, blasting music. So how much time. how much fish did y'all bring home? Cool. We didn't full. we didn't weigh it. We split it up with the O two guys uh, there. Um, actually, Braden, Derek, and Phil's are in the company freezer. I should I have never told here. this guy that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Phil. Love you, bud. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, there's a tax on anything <laughs> yeah. that that goes in that fridge. Yeah, it's so. enough for a couple of meals. I mean, it's not. It's not going to fill up anyone's freezer. Walleye is so good. We paid twenty eight dollars to the people skinning the f- or like flaying the fish, which is fourteen fish, and so oh we had God, worth it all. Two day. big catfish, <laughs> one really big, one like medium sized. We had two trophy walleye, and then a bunch of like, you know, solid walleye. So it, I don't know how do that every day are so good at it oh like, it's so uh, fun like watching the, the dude zip, zip. Uh, yeah dude the the uh, our guide i had two sharks that we were keeping and I'm, i wanted to see how he did it yeah you know, i just like, always curious about different types of fish he he stepped off the boat and by the time i got my cooler and got off the deck he was already done with the first one and i'm like oh my god dude it's crazy <laughs> and i watched but, him do the second one and it was exactly what jacob just did flip <laughs> done. Well, so we had the two trophy walleye they did um throats and cheeks um, which is really cool. Uh, so, and then we got the catfish cheeks too. But uh, I'm excited to try those like nice. weird cuts of walleye. The uh, before you decide to cook the catfish, I think I have some interesting recipes from that meat eater cookbook. If you don't have it, um, I th- no, I'm pretty I sure I recall some interesting catfish. And there's a salmon nugget recipe that I've actually done for catfish. Uh, mm. That's really good too. Yeah. I don't think we you got the bag with throats in it. Oh, we really? did get the That's bag right. with cheeks. Cheeks, you got cheeks your trophy, would be better. Trophy cheeks. Yeah, cheeks. Cheeks. You could. And do. they still got the fins on them. <laughs> you <laughs> cool. Could do those, you could do those nuggets on the cheeks, though. So right. It's a Thai sauce. Like it's real good. I like that. Yeah, I've done Pick it a couple different it. times. So your first charter, you guys liked it. I loved it. Like I mean, I can't wait. The thing, as with every outdoorsy trip, is. I thinking back on it, I will think more on the inappropriate jokes, yeah. the going out to the bar the night before, the you know camaraderie of the people Beep. we went. Yeah, it's like we can't the bar, you know, like leading into the stories and the things you can't say on a podcast. Oh, I was like, what was that? Oh, <laughs> I was just kidding. You're uh, like the things I remember most are, and then and then like Beep. redacted. Yeah, blah. <laughs> that night when Derek Beep. <laughs> is like beeping out. I can't um, even repeat half the things that were said in the text thread. Yeah, the text with me thread. and Jacob in it, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and we think we're bad, and we were t- talking to Cole, and we're like, were we, the, were we like one of the most inappropriate groups you've had? He's like, no, you guys were pretty tame. <laughs> we thought we were, <laughs> we were like, wow, <laughs> no, we were pretty bad. But no, so that was what the cool thing was, and going on a trip like that, 
with your wife or with your family or with strangers uh, would be totally different. So to me, like the the value of getting a guide, and I've done this with hunting once or twice, is getting thrown into a scenario which you totally would have failed or not been able right. to do. Right? Like yeah. you guys wouldn't have felt comfortable going to doing this on your first time. It would take but the years pressure's off. To like, yeah, it's point. one thing to bait your hooks, but you can also like chill out and have a drink and know that somebody else is watching the boat and like doing that kind of stuff. It does add a little yeah. bit of. It's a vacation. You Clean know? the boat. Get the gas. Yeah, you don't do have to do all, the all stuff. that stuff. Like no. he, and that's, there is an element that, like, to me, that also makes it worth the money you pay for those on things. On top of that, too, these boats on the way in, were you, do you hear that conversation about how these, they like, they make, like, two a year. There's, like, they're, like, 200 grand. I don't even, the best ones they stopped making. And so, like, a lot of these guides will buy, like, from, I think you were saying, like, 04 to 07, and then uh, some back in the 80s that are real coveted. They'll buy them, and they'll soup them up and make them, you know. And it was a great boat. It was really cool. Like there It was, looked like a really nice boat. Yeah, there was, like, uh, probably three places to fish up front. We usually only had two going, and then we had, what was it, five in the back, yeah. like, spots that you could, five or six back in the back you could pick from. And they were making fun of me because I was, like, bouncing from spot to spot. But I was like, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and not catch fish. <laughs> so, uh, I'm the same way you are. Like, if I'm if I'm there, I'm, I'm – it's almost like I start working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was I, – I only did exactly what the guide told us to do every single time I reeled in. Like, yeah. I was very, like, I wanted to be, if he says this is how you catch the walleye, I don't want to try to do my own thing because I don't know my butt from a hole in the ground. So, I'm, you know, and we he caught the other trophy bat, walleye, and I caught a trophy walleye. And, like, other than that, everybody and, was catching and one of the really, but I'm going to say a trophy, but a huge catfish. A catfish oh, yeah, dude. I, wanna see, I can't wait to see this photo. I got the video off to show it to yeah. you after this. Uh, but next year we're already talking about doing it. We're talking about the possibility of getting two boats if we can get twelve people to go up there. I uh, I would be interested in going this year. I had a couple things that I knew were going to be hitting at some point, which I'm glad I didn't because they did. Um, <laughs> and you know I wouldn't have been able to go. So the it sounds awesome. And well, I didn't realize too. You guys were back in like 36 hours. Yeah, I mean five well, hours. Were, yeah, you're like five hours up. You fished and then came back. Yeah, like, no I thought biggie. you were going to be gone for three days. No, it was no. no biggie. Yeah, and next time we're going to go peak season. Yeah. Um, I think I think we do it, make it a tradition before or after Senate Slam. Yeah, and then be like the post or probably post walleye Slam. fest too, which is something we learned about on the way out. There's like a permanent walleye statue in the middle of like this Times Square at Port Clinton where apparently Times Square is generous. I would say more Main Street than Times Square. <laughs> I said Square. Town Square. Oh, I thought uh, you said Times I, Square. I, I was I heard town. Town. I, uh, I, I heard time. Uh but anyway, uh it's a legitimate like thunder over Louisville type thing That's but cool. for walleye. And so we were like we got to go see what this is about. Oh, yeah. That's like such a unique yeah. that sounds oh, cool. Yeah. They reminded me of the Groundhog Day festival from oh, yeah. Bill Murray's movie like <laughs> yeah. it's just like the, the whole town probably rallies yeah. together for that. Yeah. Um, that would be worth the trip, I am sure. That's cool. Well, I, uh, I'll, I'll do my best to make it next year. Um, anything else you all did this weekend? I had one thing I was going to kind of let people know, just from a business perspective. Some of our hardcore guys might find it interesting. Um, I, I just cooked all weekend. That I was, was like, I literally, I spent six hours cooking yesterday. I made uh, funfetti waffles for my children, and then I made Whoa. ribs. Ribs. I cooked ribs for like... The entire day yesterday. So I don't think I have anything well, else to add. Just getting ready. You for got a nice season. little. How much? How nice much did you surprise? Sleep? How late did you sleep in on Sunday? Uh, I slept in till eight, but I laid in bed till ten. So what's Jeez. that like? It was great. Mm. Love it. I slept till ten. Nice. Meanwhile, yeah. Jason and I are getting uh, assaulted at six a.m. by children. Hey, yeah, did it to yourselves. 
self-inflicted. <laughs> well, well, you kind of do it to somebody else, and then, then Wait, that comes that back <laughs> around. I yeah. like, oh, I don't um, know that's how that worked. The thing I was going to say is I keep getting messages about adding this gear or that gear, and people who mm. are watching have probably seen, and we've started, the, the first baby wave of gear has come. What's the new brand that we just added? Trophy, Trophy Line. Line. Yep, trophy line. And it took off. And we're already again. doing another order. Ordering again. Yeah, we actually are inventorying those, so if you buy those, they'll ship from Go Wild out of this, and this tethered. Warehouse. We've got a big a big tethered order. So a lot of the be... tethered stuff is shipping out of here now. Um, you know, I think people that listen and are familiar enough to know, or if you've bought from us, you know that we ship from all over the country. We're working with various warehouses. But those things are shipping from here. Dan and Derek are, are running that right now. The thing I want to say, though, is that for like months, we haven't really had a lot of updates to the app. We haven't had a lot of updates to the website, to the brands we've been adding on. Because as I said, back in like April, and I thought it was going to be done sooner. Turns out our team moves faster than uh, some of the tech partners we've had along the way who work with really big companies. Um, you know, we are finally to a point where by the end of August, they'll start to roll out and it's going to probably trickle at first and then it's just going to be the fire hose opening once dan and uh, a couple other people get comfortable with everything so uh by the time this episode drops this news will be very close to the maybe even the week of this episode dropping next monday yeah um yeah i think you know badlands who's a brand we've had in the past they've given us their assortment file so that might be badlands and then like can i say the archery company was that a oh yeah bear archery is going to be coming in um, but those are like two brands of thousands that are going to be hitting the platform. Um, this has been an incredible amount of work. And so, you know, I hope uh, everybody that supports us and anybody that has made it through 25 minutes of this nonsense and shows up every Monday to listen to us. I think you guys are you guys and gals are our best um, members, your best customers. So I hope you know, coming into Labor Day, you'll start to kind of look for us uh, and, and know that there's a chance to shop through us to get those uh, donations to Raise Them Outdoors. We're still donating 1% of all of our proceeds to Raise Them Outdoors. You know, you're supporting Go Wild um, and you're supporting a lot of these small brands. You know, a lot of them um, aren't able to get into some of the big, big stores. So, you know, shopping Go Wild First really helps us succeed. That's really where we focused on for the future of the company is just trying to help people have a better way to shop, use their rewards, get rewards back for their shopping, and have a place to share and learn about the gear. So, Well, and I'll add one little note yep. for our, our faithful Jim and David. Listen to the shows, constantly asking for fishing gear. Mm. It will be coming. This first wave is not that stuff. Yeah, but, but the, the, the partnership the is forged. The The agreement is uh, verbal at this point, but we, we're very confident that it's going to happen. Um, every, obviously, Basically every brand you all know and love. Yeah, and, and you will not have very a, happy. no no more gaps. And the, we will be redoing our categories. And with yes. with our big expansion of SKUs, you will have categories that you can really hone down on what you're looking well, for. Well, in, in relation to that, there's going to be some really cool stuff that um, you know Braden was even working on in the last few minutes before we started hop, hopped on here with Chris. There's going to be new types of categories that we launch later. I'm not going to get into what those are, but there'll be a new concept of what it is to even be a category on the app so there's a new product we are working on right now to launch that ties all the social content all the articles that braided manages all of the gear all that's going to get tied together in a really cool way so we'll talk more about that later but um i know it's kind of been stagnant for a bit of product updates and yeah this is why it's because we've been literally trying to get i mean there's probably four hundred thousand products that we're going to try to squeeze in i think we started on this in november 
I, I think, don't know. I think as far as I have, pitching, I know you started pitching it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah November, and, and you know, and call, and Dan was still kind of new, so we weren't sure if we wanted to listen to him yet. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> still and, and aren't. And that, was, clear. Yeah, <laughs> that was Mike Evans and us talking to yeah. these different uh, providers of this technical technical service. Uh, so it's been months in the making. Yeah. So the it's almost done. Uh, we're almost through this. Uh, we are going to prioritize hunting just because hunting is coming. As as Jim said in his uh, yeah time, he logged this morning. He's like, well, we didn't talk about fishing at all. I can tell fall is here. Yeah. Uh, but you know, with with that, Jim, part of the the challenge here is that we we have to hit seasonality first. And seasonality, this is hunting August to November. We should be every month should be our new record. So we got we got to lean into that. Um, I just want to say thank you guys uh, for everything. You know we're, we're going to continue to load in new rewards. Um, so keep loading in those points for these shows to log time for the show. Get points for all that new gear that's coming out. You can hit the plus sign. Go to log time outdoor podcast. Um, actually, is that the new? Fl- no, that flow is still the same. I'm trying to think. Of, we just changed the uh, post flow. Hope you guys are liking that. Uh, but then you'll find this show. You, we, we today we had Dan Hood, Jacob Knight. I didn't say Kentucky Waterfall Night. Edit. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Jacob Kentucky Waterfall Night. You, although it's a little, it's almost like a, it's, it's a, a little trickle. baby. Water, it's a little trickle. trickle. Yeah, trickle. it's like a it's Kentucky a little, trickle. It's a little crick. <laughs> it's like a little crick. Uh, and then we got Braden Ware. So I'm Brad Luttrell. Thanks you all for for listening, watching, and all that good stuff.